Smith's Diary, episode three. Today I want to do a little talk here about a term we all know and hate, uh, conspiracy theorist and conspiracy theory, and the way those terms are used to discourage anyone thinking for themselves. They, you know, the media will throw this term out to try and make you know your average person feel embarrassed or scared to even have any independent thought at all. So as I hear this more and more all the time and all these quote unquote theories come true, I just, you know, I get further sick and tired of hearing it and the uh, simplistic hacky way it's used by the propaganda corporate media. So actually a few months ago, I, uh, I reached a point where I just wanted to kind of get this out into an essay. So I wrote a little essay, which I will link in the description. And it's a five-minute read. I definitely uh, recommend checking it out. I'm going to pretty much read through that and then just kind of expand a little more on some of the points, how we can take apart this term and look at it for what it really is. But I'll put the link in. Uh, it, it will be good, and hopefully this podcast will be good for people that are maybe start starting to question things or maybe if, if you already kind of know what's going on, maybe you have a friend and you might bring up subjects to them and they'll, and they'll just they'll just kind of look at you weird and they'll be like man that's just conspiracy stuff man conspiracy theory that blah blah that's you know so they're trapped in that mindset maybe if uh they were to check out this podcast or the or the essay the five minute read maybe it would help them ask a few questions to maybe take the next little step down the path to to realize what's really going on so i hope i accomplished some of that but let's get going so in defense of all the conspiracy theorists. Let's talk about the concept of conspiracy theory and its associated pejorative label applied to anyone who dares to think critically, the dreaded conspiracy theorist. Let's look at the words themselves. The definition of a conspiracy is an agreement by two or more persons to commit a crime, fraud, or other wrongful act. This happens all day, every day, and everywhere. It has happened in human society since time immemorial. A theory is a proposed expl explanation whose status is still conjectural and subject to experimentation, in contrast to well-established propositions that are regarded as reporting matters of actual fact. So we have a particular thought process based on facts, precedent, logic, and human nature that is inclined to think that people actually do conspire in order to accomplish goals and satisfy desires that others will object to. To broadly assert that, as a rule, any theory along these lines is inherently crazy, paranoid, or foolish is utterly absurd. The stigma attached to questioning any accepted mainstream narrative is obviously intended to discourage and punish original thought. It effectively instills a governor upon a person's mind that will rein them in when they, when they may dare for a moment to entertain a dissenting viewpoint. 
It triggers a sort of inner monologue that seems to say, this is not acceptable to suggest or talk about. It will surely result in ridicule and uncomfortable reactions from others. I will likely suffer social and possibly professional consequences. This psychological cattle prod is extremely effective. If espousing a particular viewpoint or theory on an issue endangers your social or professional status, your personal relationships, or your very livelihood itself, very few people will accept the burden of crossing such a line. Another tactic that is used to discredit any divergent thinking is the lumping together and equating of any and all conspiracy theories as the same thing, to be treated with the same credulity. For example, disbelief in the Warren Commission's conclusion on the JFK assassination, which according to several polls, over 80% of the American public know is complete fantasy, that's equated to Bigfoot, lizard people, flat earth, etc. Again, the implication is made that you must be mentally unbalanced to be skeptical of the state-approved narrative, in spite of the endless examples of the U.S. government lying to its citizens over and over and over again. A couple examples there, Gulf of Tonkin, which started the Vietnam War. It's now acknowledged by all involved, military and otherwise. Uh, it didn't happen. It was bullshit. Made up just to start the war. Uh, we have Iran-Contra Iran in the 80s. Uh, weapons of mass destruction, we know that's a total lie in order to justify killing a million-plus Iraqis and other horrific shit. Uh, we have the Snowden revelations. So that's just, just a few that the government does, always has, and always will lie on the most humongous important issues when it suits their suits their needs and their agenda. Okay, back to the, the essay here. When people do let their minds wander into making connections that actually aren't there, it's not difficult to see why. It is a logical result of the propaganda and psychological manipulation that has been inflicted upon them by the government and corporate media for decades. The mainstream media does lie, does obfuscate, does omit all the time as a matter of course. They are not there to inform the populace, but to manage them. This only pushes more and more average people to latch on to almost anything that taps into that disillusionment. Q and honors, I'm looking at you, okay? No disrespect. I don't, you know, I don't want to just kind of kick you when you're down, but that's an example. I mean, people latched onto that because they thought there was, a, there was a political savior, and it's, it's obviously a psyop of bullshit to kind of herd people into to keep voting, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. To denigrate anyone and everyone who may have an alternative view of current events only serves to perpetuate the mistrust, the rage, and disgust that so many are feeling. Why would anyone continue to listen to those insisting that disagreeing with the established corporate narrative necessarily defines them as stupid and or crazy? As if the paid stenographers who present themselves as current-day journalists have any moral or intellectual high ground whatsoever. The very idea that anyone should outsource his or her worldview to hollow corporate media mouthpieces is laughable, yet that is implicit in the expectation of shaming or embarrassing anyone by calling them a conspiracy theorist. The key concept to acknowledge is that no source of information can be trusted indefinitely, whether it be major TV network news, newspapers that have been around for decades or more, quote-unquote independent internet outlets, or your favorite YouTuber on a webcam in their garage. No matter what the source, it must be examined critically with consideration of what narrative is being pushed, who benefits from it, who is funding it directly or through advertising, and what changes or reactions it, it may be used to bring about in society. 
This means the aforementioned network anchors and multi-million dollar studios should be treated with exactly the same scrutiny as any Joe Blow with a USB microphone and a laptop. But this egalitarian method of critically determining trustworthy sources is the last thing the legacy media want anyone to get a grasp on. If everyone exercised this rule at all times, we would eliminate the scourge of fake news and the associated reasoning used to justify the rampant censorship we see increasing every day. Let all speech be expressed, and likewise, let all speech be responded to and or debunked with facts and logic. Ideas and the reasoning behind them exist on their own merit, regardless of the messenger. If one prefers the superficial credentials of one source over another and lets that determine where credence is placed, then the trap has been successful. There is no such thing as a valid ministry of truth. To reflexively label people as conspiracy theorists is intellectually lazy. If what they're claiming is ridiculous, then the name caller should be more than capable of demonstrating that with their own cogent argument. To try and shut down a discussion by spouting this term is weak on its face. It lets everyone know that the one deploying this tactic has very little original thought to offer and has attached themselves to some team in order to avoid ridicule while simultaneously slinging it at others. To base one's thoughts on how acceptable they may be to a peer group is to sacrifice one's own integrity, identity, and self and sense of self-determination. So the next time this hackneyed label is applied to any dissident in whatever context, let the talking head reflect on the actual rhetorical value which has been reduced to complete meaninglessness by chronic overuse in the lexicon of our times. An original thought would be an inherently much more rare and valuable offering in the market of ideas. So let us all share our own unique voice freely and fairly without ad hominem attacks or childish, childish insults. Okay, so that's the basic write-up I did. Um, feel free to read it and maybe send it if you think it might be useful. And then I'm just going to go through a few more um, points here that, that I've thought of since then. So when, especially when we think of our current times, 20, we're, we're July of 2021 as I'm recording this, um, that, that term being thrown out whenever you question anything is so beyond ridiculous as we've seen so many quote-unquote theories come true. So the question is, you know, you can't not to question someone or call them a name if they're a conspiracy theorist. It's how are you not? That's really where I'm at. How are, how are you not a conspiracy theorist in 2021? Does that mean you trust the government cares about you and has the best intentions for you because that's beyond naive and childish and just and just completely out there. That's really fucking crazy. If you really believe <laughs> that the government gives a fuck about you, your health, your well-being, your future, what's best for the planet or for society or anything but their own selfish ends, I, I say to you, you need to adjust your outlook on the world and realize how it actually works. So if you're a person that throws out that term um, when someone disputes a corporate media talking point or the, ne the newest uh, you know, government initiative or propaganda, if you reflexively throw that term out because you're too scared to express independent thought and take someone, you know, someone the thought that someone might call your name really scares you you need to get over that okay and if you're if you're a person that is getting closer to realizing this and you're you're definitely realizing something is off this agenda is 
pretty clearly pushing something else. Like I said, it's not for the interest of our health and well-being. I feel like there's a lot of people that are coming to that. And to you, I would say you are not alone. You're not alone at all. You are allowed to think for yourself. You are allowed to take in whatever source of information you want and compare and contrast what seems logical and sensible to you and make up your own mind. That's the most important thing. So I can't avoid uh, mainstream news. I mean, I, I know what they're going to say. I know the quote-unquote red versus blue and liberal conservative bullshit. I, I, I really don't have to really take it in anymore. It's pretty easy to see what their position is going to be, which means if I can pigeonhole your your view on any given topic based on the team you associate with and what what value is your voice at all? If you have no independent thought, no critical approach to any source, or no no critical approach to, to your you know orthodoxy, your source that you prefer, then what are you really adding to the conversation? If you need to if you need to bend your logic and pretzel it around to fit a narrative or a team agenda, like like I said before, you're really sacrificing yourself. You're you're sacrificing your own mind to take in information, make your own decisions and to engage with others in an honest way. So to anyone starting to come around, I just wanna say, like it's, again, uh, you are not alone, it is okay. You can entertain theories without accepting all of them. That doesn't mean you, you, know, you go to, uh, this doesn't also, you know, some, someone might try and attack this and say, oh, well, oh, you think every conspiracy is true. No, I don't. Not all quote unquote conspiracy theories are true. And certainly most of, uh, uh, network mainstream media is not true at all. So there is there is an area in between where you can judge. You can take in multiple sources and judge for yourself. So if if you're a if you're are you are you a coincidence theorist? Do you think that um, governments, politicians, leaders, businessmen, people that want more money and power, uh, do you believe that they're you know all of a sudden if you look at history we we see how many tyrants do we see and people that wanted to conquer the world and some that got pretty close to doing it. Do you think these darker aspects of human nature are now just gone? You know? So anytime someone brings up the idea that there's, there's another agenda by what's being pushed by the government and the mainstream, you, you, if you want to label that as crazy. So I would ask you, uh, flip it around and say, well, does anything along those lines, you know, does that mean that it's just a coincidence? Every single time there's smoke, there's no fire. Smoke here, smoke here, smoke there, smoke there, but there's no fire, there's no spark at all. Are you just, is that is that your position, you know? Um, because I, I would, I think you would have a hard time defending that if you were to look at modern history or history throughout, you know, hundreds or, you know, millennia gone by. Um, the, the fact that there are people that, that are they are powerful and they meet behind closed doors to maintain and increase their power if that sounds crazy to you then you're not living in the real world okay so if you want to simplify it and say that any theory that says that people want to have more money more power more control more influence and they meet behind closed doors to ensure that and they plan around you know they plan to do that if you think that's absurd or dumb Okay, you're free. You're free to think that, but I think it's pretty hard to really justify that with with a logical argument. Um, another another thing I've heard is when they try to characterize uh, quote unquote conspiracy theorists and and add add this subliminal insult is that uh, they say that oh people who are believe in conspiracy theories 
they're just trying to they're trying to make sense of a world where they can't accept that random happenings have such a big impact and such a difficult uh, result on all of our lives. Like people who 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 <coughs> attach themselves to these theories are are looking for an explanation to a cruel and random world, and that's why that's why they believe in these quote unquote theories. Um, that is just you're really not saying anything at all with that argument, as far as I'm concerned. Again, you can take case by case. It, there's there's evidence, and there are witnesses, and there's there there you know data points in any given situation. So you can't take a broad brush and just say, "Oh, well, this is just a, a kooky person making making these weird connections because they have nothing else to do, and and they want to feel like you know they're they're super cool or perceptive or more smart." You know, I mean, I've We've all, you know, I think a lot of us have asked that question too. When it comes to any theory along these lines, you know, I have to ask myself, okay, what are these sources? What agenda is can be served by it? Who is who is on what side and why? And look at myself and say, am I being as, as objective as I can? Am I being as realistic and factual and logical as I can? Because if you just jump on every single theory that might say, oh, there's this cabal and they want to do this, then again, your argument, you're weakening your own argument. So any of these topics must be taken individually and you, critical thinking must be applied in an equal fashion. So again, you can't paint with a broad brush. Yeah, there are theories that are put out there that are pretty wacky. And again, that tactic is to lump in anyone who questions the mainstream as being some kind of a kooky little person sitting in their basement, et cetera, et cetera, even though that as a broad argument does not really hold up. Um, if we look at, you know, in the past few years, there's pretty big and easy examples to, I mean, how can anyone, if you look at, especially 2016 and the, um, the election that was, that was inflicted on us all with with Trump and Hillary after Hillary lost because she's a worthless corrupt piece of shit everyone who who voted and supported her engaged in one of the biggest conspiracy theories of modern history that uh you know Putin it was Putin that uh that made her lose and Donald Trump was a Manchurian candidate and he's a Putin puppet and anyone who criticizes the Democratic Party is a, a Putin puppet and a Putin stooge and blah 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 and the whole Mueller investigation and the walls are closing in and all this dumb bullshit that, that really had no factual basis. These people latched on to this humongous conspiracy theory that Trump was an agent of Russia just to keep themselves in denial of the obvious fact that Hillary lost because she's a d disgusting person who has no appeal to any genuine person. She she transparently just presented herself as I'm a woman and, and I deserve to be president. There was really very little policy and very little offered to anyone as a, as a real reason to, to vote for her. And she's transparently corrupt and unlikable. And that's why she lost. There was nothing else to it. So people latched on to this big conspiracy theory. These are the same people now who will call, you know, throw that label out there for, for people on the opposing side of their argument. So it really doesn't hold up when you use the term in a generalized way to shut down a discussion. Um, 
let's look at the you know they'll use that they'll use that term these people use the same term when we talk about the January 6th quote unquote insurrection right all, all these all these people they had they believe in a conspiracy that this current election wasn't valid so you're pushing Russiagate for three four years and now someone you know a group of people actually cite some evidence some real evidence being thousands of signed affidavits and um fake ballots and dead people and all there's there's a good amount of actual evidence that this needs to be investigated it's not just a kiss but they'll use that term just to shut down any thought and it's transparently weak it's these people are really just painting themselves in a corner and it's it's they're, they're gonna have to be honest with themselves before too long because it can't it can't uh it can't maintain <laughs> this current path i'm sorry you're going to have to come to grips with reality and that the people these actors these machiavellian politicians scumbags that you attach your identity to are just horrific sociopathic psychopathic people and they don't give a fuck about you i'm sorry but you need to come to grips with that because once you do then we can all we can all realize the power of the regular people okay once we once we get rid of this term and this red versus blue bullshit, we can realize how much power regular people actually have if we just say, you know what? These are all fucking self-interested scumbags and they don't deserve the power that they have and we should not be giving it to them, okay? We all we all have that power if enough people just realize it. Um, and when it, A lot of people in the quote-unquote conspiracy world uh, are getting... Up, we can see that some people are waking up. I don't think it's fast enough, but a lot, of, a lot of people in this in this mindset can see that not enough are awake to what's going on, and it gets very discouraging. People get blackpilled and they get despair. And I find myself there at times when I think, man, these these bastards are just gonna walk all over and take what they want because the people refuse to engage with truth and and refuse to entertain. A, a viewpoint because they're scared because they think they're going to get ridiculed etc cetera, etc cetera. um but i have no choice but to try so a lot of people think the a lot of people think the cause of quote-unquote waking people up they they give up and they think there's no hope and however however true that is or isn't i don't have any choice but to keep trying there we need to we need to build our own systems outside of it but we also need to, when we can, when we can muster the resilience to keep trying to wake people up, keep giving them information. You can't force it on them um, and you can't spend too much energy on it, but try and plant a seed here and there where you can, do what you can, when you can. I know it definitely gets tiresome, it gets exhausting and you get, you get called names for doing it and we lose friends for doing it and our relationships and family are fucked up because we do it. Uh, it can obviously cause problems with work if you want to take a stand on a certain thing. And it's tough to do. It's tough to maintain. But we have no choice but to do it because we need to try every approach we can. Um, but however bleak it seems with the brainwashed masses, we need to we need to have compassion for them, reach out to them, and plant seeds where we can. And you, you never know. It, they might come back to you in a, in a little while and say, "Hey, can you can we can we talk about this? Can we give me some more information about that?" 
you plant a little seed, it, it could start to germinate and it could come back in a little while. So that's what I try to do. And if you're someone, again, who's kind of starting to, to recognize some of this shit, you know, go to your go to your local conspiracy theorist and ask them to give you, a, you know, a few points, a few points of information to start with, whether it's a book or it's a creator doing videos or whatever it is. You know, feel free to ask, because like I said, it's okay for you to wonder. It's okay to accept. And though it is scary, if you're from, if you're coming from the normie world and you're, you, you thought for a long time that, oh, these are crazy, kooky theories and there's not a cabal and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you're starting to question like, well, mm, this is, <laughs> something is definitely very wrong here. And um, the will of the people is not, and the safety of the people is not being considered whatsoever. I would hope that a lot of people are starting to get that. So if you're getting to that point, you know, seek out your friendly conspiracy theorists and ask them for a good, uh, some good information. I would, I think a good starting point might be certainly the work of James Corbett, um, CorbettReport.com, a wealth of videos and articles that is meticulously documented on any subject you can think of. Uh, Richard Grove, who does Tragedy and Hope, again, amazing, amazing work. He, he uh, one of one of his roles that he um, kind of advertises a forensic historian, which I like as a term. So he goes, he read, you know, all the books, all these, all the books that have been written by this, you know, this cabal, they, they've, they've written most of their plans in, in publicly accessible books for over a hundred years. I mean, it's all there that they want, you know, national sovereignty doesn't really mean anything. They don't care about our constitution. They don't care about democracy. They don't care about the will of your average Joe and Jane and your your average working person, that is irrelevant. That is a, an inconvenient obstacle to them. It is a nuisance that they are working pretty hard to get past now. So if you still have an idea that voting on the national level means anything at all, I would disagree with that. There might be a, you know, a... a 10% spectrum, you know, that might swing here or there to keep up the illusion, but um, voting for president and um, representatives in Congress and senators is doesn't, doesn't do shit, I'm sorry to tell you. Um, like I said, there might be a little bit of a swing in policy when they go from red to blue to entertain people and keep them believing it. But the main agenda marches forward without any regard to the, you know, the, the mass of... Uh, public opinion that's not that's not relevant to the goals and the agendas that are being pushed and carried out i'm sorry i'm sorry to tell you so if you're stuck in um, normalcy bias and cognitive dissonance again we all we have compassion for you i hope i hope one of us can help you get further down the road to recognize what's going on so don't be afraid of the term conspiracy theorist it is really it's a trite weak tactic that's being used uh, and I wanted to get this out just to just to refute it, just to break it down, just to show a little bit how it's used. And any so if you if you're exposed to mainstream media and you see that they're using this term a conspiracy theory. So the Wuhan lab lab uh, lab leak was last year was a crazy conspiracy theory, right? People got censored for doing it. Now it's apparently acceptable to ask that. Now it's apparently acceptable for John Stewart or whatever mainstream. Um, pundit or network it's now it's not taboo anymore you can you can and people that were these um 
liberal libtards can now, they feel comfortable that they can question it and they can attach to this narrative because it's now been given the blessing of, main, of a mainstream personality and a mainstream press. So that's what we need to, that's what we need to get past. So the blessing of the mainstream is shit. You should avoid it at all costs. Anything where there's a, a large consensus, especially when it comes to, um, you know, Democrats and Republicans or a consensus among large media outlets, you should pro your first thought should probably be that the opposite is true and then go from there. Again, take as many sources as you can, preferably independent, preferably people that you know are not part of the five uh, corporation oligopoly of 90 plus percent of our press, whatever at whatever perspective they come from, whether it's a uh, more traditionally right or left or libertarian or, you know, socialistic social program, whatever, whatever spectrum, whatever box they apparently come from, just look if they really have anything to lose by taking another viewpoint. So find independent sources, find as many as you can, compare for yourself, do your own research, don't take my word for it or anyone's, and you can feel free to come to your own conclusions and make decisions in your own best interest. So don't be afraid of the term. Don't be afraid if you, I mean, you can't, you can't walk into a party and talk about these quote unquote theories. It's not, you have to pick the right, right time, the right setting, the right person. So I will, when I, when I sense a friend is we can talk one-on-one, -on -one, drop a little pieces of information here. You can't force on them, and yet it's not going to be the best thing to bring up at work happy hour. But still, do it when you can. Drop it. Drop a little <clears throat> info. Drop a little knowledge here and there when you can, where you can. And that's one thing we can try and do to get people to hopefully, hopefully more people to wake up and not to be afraid of some idiot <laughs> using a term to shut down your independent thought. Okay, so. Anyone using this theory, feel free to defend this. I don't think you can as a, as a broad as a broad insult. It's really weak, um, and we're all tired of it. And a lot of people that use this regularly don't have a lot of interesting independent ideas to submit. So we don't need to. I don't care if someone calls me that. Um, you know, when it comes to personal situations, what we're what we're dealing with is so much more important than what is. A pleasant conversation or what is socially acceptable in some kind of a social gathering so that is that is a waste of time and energy the th what we're talking about is our rights are being stomped on every day our constitution is being ripped to shreds and there is a technocracy that is absolutely overtly making a big power move to take away all of our freedom all of our own decision, all of our, our privacy is already gone, but now they're making a bigger play to take around, take away our freedom of movement, our freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of association, everything. So if you don't see that, please, you need to see that. I, it, it is very scary. It's very terrible if you're just coming around to this conclusion, but you need to, <clears throat> you need to grasp it, accept it, and engage with it and realize that we don't need to let it happen. We don't need to give a shit about corporate news or the talking points that people copy and paste from there and then and then try and spout out. That is a waste of energy. It doesn't matter, and you shouldn't give a shit. I don't, and a lot of people don't. 
So feel free to come around to that side and realize that um, if someone calls you a conspiracy theorist, they're most likely pretty weak and probably have their own self-interest or their own um, or their own state of denial that is in their own emotions. Uh, it's probably the reason they're gonna they're gonna throw that term out there. So there you have it. Anyone using that term, you suck. And I would like you to I'd like you to I'd invite anyone to um, have a have a discussion if you want to you know, generally oppose this. I'd, I'd be inter- I'd be very interested in having a, a discussion with a quote-unquote normie who dismisses any and all conspiracy theories. It would be, um, I'd be interested to have that discussion with anyone on that on that viewpoint. So that is gonna wrap it up for this episode, I think. And I'll put the link in the description to check out the, the little write-up. Like I said, you might want to send that out to someone who's maybe starting to think along these lines. Um, it might be a little comfort to you when you have to deal with someone using this term. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it and we will see you in the next episode. All right. Down with big brother.